At Dawson, we recognize that women's ministry is not a class you join or a club you're a member of. Ministry is not confined to the four walls of a church building. It's not limited by life stage or circumstance. Rather, ministry is living a life of service everywhere you are. This podcast seeks to encourage listeners everywhere they are, whether they find themselves in the laundry room, driving to pick up kids from school, taking a break for lunch at the office, or exercising. We believe God calls each of us to be ministers everywhere we are. In this episode, we're speaking with Lindy Hale and Monica Poe, wives of Dawson staff members. We start out talking about parenting issues and end up with favorite scriptures and a lot of stuff in between. So I'm Rachel Langston and I'm here with Becca Jenkins and we're hosting today. Our guests are Lindy Hale and Monica Poe. Uh, Yes, we are very honored to have these two lovely women with us. And we just really want to kind of open it up pretty generally at first and just ask, where are you today? And so we'll start with Monica. Where are you today? (laughs) Hi, I'm Monica Poe. And uh, I guess I've been here at Dawson for about, gosh, almost 20 years now. I grew up overseas in Colombia and Indonesia, and I came to the States to go to university. I wound up at Sanford, and that's where I met my husband of 20 years, and now I am a mom of five. I have two beautiful girls that joined our family as teenagers years ago, and three biological children. So we've got 29 years old, 28, 16, 13, and 11. Wow. So That's awesome. Yeah. Kind of busy at your house, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, it gets it's it gets pretty busy. Our children are keep us moving and now that they're getting older, we're doing I'm doing the whole mom van thing, the uh, soccer mom wow. van or what the, what do they call it? <laughs> so that's it's been fun though and yeah, I've been learning a lot. Carpool kind of tests your your patience and your prayer life, I would think. It (laughs) did mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm the one. I'm not like my husband. Uh, Anyone who knows my husband knows he is just uh, so meticulous about everything. If you saw his closet, you would just marvel at how everything is just (laughs) exactly an inch apart. You know, all the hangers and everything's so organized. And then there's my side. Nice. (laughs) So with carpool, I'm usually the one, you know, at the very end coming to pick up the kids, you know, towards the end instead of having to wait through the whole entire, you know, three hour. Because it takes two hours to get through carpool. Because I've got three different schools I've got to go to. Uh, Yeah. So it really adds up. So I usually just kind of go at the end and, you know, when people are already through the line. Do y'all have lots of extracurricular things that your kids are involved in? Or? We do. We try to limit them. So we yeah. usually have kept it to one sport a year per child. And I don't know how these other people do it, but they are going from sport to sport to sport and they're mm-hmm. constantly busy and it's just hard to think right? when you're just constantly going. It's hard to think already anyway. Right. So, um, but I've, we have backed off of that a little bit in older, as they've gotten a little bit older, but we do try to guard our time because we're so busy all the time. You know, I don't have to have my child win a game. I just want to see them have fun. I really enjoy watching them play. And uh, the girls are playing with Dawson's uh, girls team on basketball, so they've had a really good time doing that. Again, they're not winning a lot, but they're doing, they're, but hey, they're, they're learning, <laughs> and, and that's really enjoyable for me to see them learning. What about you, Lindy? Where are you today? Well, I am kind of at a newer stage of life. I am a wife. 
to be in. And um, I'm a mom. I have three girls, and um, now I'm a grandmother. Cause my wow, because all three of my girls, as of December, are all out of school. So I mean, we have they've all graduated. So it's kind of a new stage as far as getting to enjoy grandchildren. Kind of a different relationship with children. Fortunately, all three of our girls are in this area, so they're in the Birmingham area. So we do get to see them, but we also then get to um, go and do things with them. But also, there's a lot of time that it's just Ben and I doing things, and it's like, oh, wow, this is different. We're not controlled mm-hmm. by soccer schedules or basketball schedules, although we are, you know, I think our grandchildren have started, you know, the baseball and the dance, so so we do so go. So that's coming back so, around. So it comes back around, but, it, but it's different when it's not you driving the van to get all the shoes and the socks and the, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times... I pulled up to Dawson and a child did not have shoes, you know, and I was just like, thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we kept a pair of flip flops in the back of of our car because we would pull up and I'd, and you know, somebody would say, oh, yep, I didn't put on shoes. And I'm like, okay. And then, I mean, they got to where they'd say, oh, you get the flip flops and they just go get the flip flops. You know, I would expect that out of boys, but girls, that seems kind of strange. Well, you would think that but I mean you know that's it's just, hilarious it was it you know I mean there's other things I'm sure we forgot on a regular basis but I so it's just kind of a new stage kind of my hobbies I guess is, is really still family I still enjoy doing things with them going places with them I love to read all kinds of things you know I'm not just one genre but lots of things and uh, you know just kind of a, a new love for just being at home and mm-hmm. having some some really quiet time. I think I think when your kids are younger and and you're going, your or mine were more of okay. Here's here's a little bit of time. Right. Here's a little bit of time. Here's a little bit of time. You know. Whereas now I can have longer periods of time and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I always in that stage. I have two college age mm-hmm. kids, and like I struggled with this idea that you should have a consistent time of day or consistent mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. because my days were never the same mm-hmm. so it was like well god am I doing this wrong because mm-hmm. I'm I've, I got seven minutes here mm-hmm. and 12 minutes there and sometimes it's in the car and sometimes it's at home and sometimes it's before school or work and sometimes it's late in the afternoon you know I think we get this idea that you don't get credit mm-hmm. if you're not following this formula for that right you kind of put God in the box mm-hmm. that he can only talk to you at certain times right. of the day or whatever right. instead of that pray without ceasing right. but I think I, you know I think that's a really big thing especially as you're going through life with kids I am still working and and that as our girls got older I started work I was at home with them when they were little but and I always go to work early and Ben was the one who took them to school so you know I would leave the house 6.45 or 7. But then I was home when they got right, home from school. Right. So what what are you reading right now? He said you like to read a lot. I do. I've, I've been reading um, some different things about personality types and um, that's kind of those Enneagram things that mm-hmm. have come out. Um, we were just uh, talking about this in our college group last yeah, night. Our, well, our, that's what got me interested because our youngest went on a mission trip to Africa when she was in college and 
part of their getting ready was they did Enneagrams. Well, mm-hmm. I had never, I've done personality things forever, you know, but I had never heard There's of There's so them. many of them. There <laughs> are, and, but I had never heard of the Enneagram. So I was like, okay, I need to find out more about this particular one. So, so I've been reading about that and, you know, there's a couple of books out there on that. And so it's been interesting. It's mm-hmm. been fun trying to put myself in, you know, where, where my person It's hard to do. You feel like you relate a little bit to each one. Yeah. And you do. Yeah. I think that's part of it. They say you may be this, but you have wings there or but anyway it's very interesting I've enjoyed that I think it's almost like anything you don't need to put yourself in one category Mm because I think sometimes we can use that as an excuse not to do what we're supposed to be doing so it's kind of like anything if you take it too far you can really mess up for me it's it's been helpful just to know how to interact with people a little bit better I I don't know I think all of those things are good to kind of for communication I mean Mm -hmm. because because we all come at life from different perspectives and all those things help us with those perspectives it's enjoyable to me I think it's kind of fun to kind of Uh, One of the things that I really love to do, uh, because there's so many fun things to do, but I have come into a season in my life where I love to talk about the Lord. Mm -hmm. I love to learn uh, new things that I didn't see in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I love everything about God, and that's really all I want to talk about these days. Mm -hmm. And so I get uh, several eye rolls from the kids because everything. (laughs) I'm like, well, you know, the Lord says that, blah, 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 or you know, in the Bible it talks about that. And they're like, oh boy, you know, so it's just kind of funny. But um, that's just kind of the season of life that I've been in is just really enjoy learning and growing and um, being in prayer, which is Mm -hmm. new fairly new in my life also so that's just kind of where I'm at right now well I was gonna so I have two boys I have Thomas who's five and Will who is about 18 months now and so mainly with Thomas like we're starting to have more in-depth conversations about the gospel and he's kind of slowly starting to put the puzzle pieces in place I'm trying to just kind of figure out like what is the most opportune time and way to talk to him about spiritual things And so have you found that there's a particular place or like time in your day where those conversations tend to take root the best? I have. I'll tell you what I've come to, uh, where I've I've landed in that area. Uh, Because spiritual things can be kind of scary for children. Right. As is what my thought process has been. I don't subscribe to that thought anymore because there's no junior Holy Spirit and there's no junior demons. So they need to know early what's going on uh, the way that we did it was when I was tucking them in at bed in bed at night I would tell them stories and they were usually stories I made up about the Bible but the Bible would be a part of it and then I just started telling them stories in the Bible but stories that I had been reading so as I was reading through the Bible I would say oh I've got to tell you about what I just read today did you know that and then I would tell them whatever and they would I mean I could see even in the dark their eyeballs getting like so big like really it says that Mm -hmm. (laughs) or he did that Mm -hmm. really and then talking about how we're supposed to put on the full armor of God and and training them as very young children because it gets to a point when they get older that they might not want to talk about these things or they might not it might not be cool and they've got to know it early on Mm -hmm. and the truth of the matter is what I'm coming to realize is that children 
know how to trust and believe the Lord like grown-ups have forgotten how to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's the children who are, in, in effect, a rescue tool that the Lord uses in our hearts and our lives because they trust and believe in a way that we refuse to do out of our own rebellion or our own pride or whatever it is that stands in our way between us, us and God. They haven't developed that yet. They don't have those life experiences to put them there. So they are in a a unique position to train and lead the adults into the kingdom. They have way better imaginations than we do. So some of that, what we call scary, they don't see it as that because they have their imagination can take them there in yeah. ways that that ours yeah. don't. My son really is something really interesting happened recently. My uncle was very very sick, and uh, he was not doing well. And my family was going to pull him off of life support. And I said, Xander, we please play, pray for Uncle Rammy. He's not doing well, and they're going to pull him off of life support on Sunday on Saturday. Just, I'm just so concerned for him. And he said, So, mommy, why are you worried about that? And I thought. How would he say something like that? That was kind of hurtful for him mm-hmm. to say that to me. And he said, Mommy, God does not need life support. Yeah. He doesn't need life support. Wow. If he's going to, if he wants to heal him, he will. Why don't you just call all your friends and pray? Things happen when y'all pray. And I thought, <laughs> Oh, humility. Yes. <laughs> I thought, Out of the mouth of babe. Really? I hadn't yeah, even really. thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And immediately I texted everybody and asked them to, for prayer and just the fact that he was leading and teaching me yeah. was significant. Mm-hmm. We had a moment like that the other morning too. We were reading some from Psalm 1, but it was essentially just describing a man who loves and delights in the law of God and the word of God. Of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, practical ways, how can we do this? How can we love God? Let's make a checklist. <laughs> and, and, and Thomas, Thomas pipes up and he says, well, that's Jesus, isn't it? And I said, it is. Oh, it is. And then Blake's over there just amening and giving his, his little whoops in the corner. That's so true. Monica, you said you're kind of in a stage where you're loving to learn about the Lord and talk about the Lord. Have you learned something new that you've never known before? Or have you learned something that surprised you about God? Every time I read the Bible, I'm learning something new. I started reading the Bible in 90 days and I didn't make it. I got it in 100 days. <laughs> That's still very that impressive. Very good. Wow. <laughs> I started it again and now I'm reading it, trying to get it for the 90 days and I'm, I'm behind again. But uh, he just continues to show me new things every time I read it. And I have a, a new focus every time. So mm-hmm. maybe last time I really loved um, Second Chronicles If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, so not all the bad guys, but, you know, the Christians, if they will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. And I started to think, well, what's my land? I didn't grow up in this country, so what's my land? Well, my land is my husband, my land is my children. My land is my church. My land is this city, this country. 
My land is the world because I want the Lord to touch the hearts of every person in this on this planet. So just different things that I've seen in the uh, in Genesis. I love Genesis. Uh, Leviticus has been a very very wonderful book that I've also enjoyed in Numbers and never in a million years thought I would say I really love the book of Leviticus. So it's just it's been really exciting. It's exciting to see uh, the design of women and what their purpose is and every time I, re- I open that book I'm telling you I see something new and God specifically had a purpose and a blueprint when he created women and I'm still trying to figure out everything there but it's a lot more than what I gave credit to you know originally I just saw you know well there was a guy and there was a girl mm-hmm. and you know everything came from that and you know the Lord gave a woman a voice and I come from a background where I felt like I didn't have a voice so to discover that he specifically gave her a voice this goes back to spiritual warfare the enemy has specifically tried to rob me of my voice because that is my gift that is my gift to my family that is my gift to other people uh, hopefully a gift to my husband and to myself so when I'm speaking words, words have weight. There's a spiritual weight to our words, and they matter. So just trying to navigate why they matter and what happens if you're careless with the words or what happens when you're careful with the words. What do declarations do in the spiritual realm? What does all of this design of the woman really have to affect the planet and and mankind. Those are the things that I've really enjoyed investigating. It's just, you know, whatever he's showing me that day that I'm reading that I really enjoy. What about you, Lindy? What surprises you about God? Well, I think one of the things that constantly surprises me about God is that he always has a word, you know, for where whatever situation I am in or whatever mood I'm facing or and it can come through his word, you know, just from my reading or whatever, or from a message. And it's amazing to me how, or a song. I mean, I can just turn on the radio and it just amazes me and continues to surprise me how all those kind of weave in together. You know, like his timing. Oh, mm-hmm. you're memorizing a scripture. And if it isn't said on Sunday morning, I mean, how many times does that happen? Or, you know, or the song, new song comes out and it's that verse. Or somebody post a devotional they had and you look at that and go, oh, that is exactly what I needed. But mm-hmm. it's like, I've always said, and it's a constant reminder to me that, you know, God loves my children more than I do. He loves me more than I do. He loves my husband, but, you know, he loves my family. And and so why does it surprise me that he provides those things for me? You know, it's, but it does. It You know, me and my little human whatever, you know, I just get caught up and, um, Oh, goodness, how am I going to handle this? But then God just, he provides friends who will just, you know, give me a call or, you know, send a text or something. And it and those kind of things, um, I don't know, that just that um, surprises and amazes me, the depth of his love for me. Someone told me years ago when we were first, you know, with little kids and, and your life is 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 really hands-on you're dressing you're feeding I mean it is it is very physical and draining that but he said you know your worth is not from 
your family or your friend. You're worth this because God made you who mm-hmm. you are, you know, and, and and it's not the success of my children or the success of anything. It's just who I am because of who God made me. I feel like I'm having to learn that lesson over and over oh. and over and over again. That <laughs> you, your identity is, is who God says you are, not Yes. Not what you do, what your kids do, what you wear, where you are. Yes. Why as women do we do we feel like we're constantly fighting that battle of who we are? Well, I think that's definitely because that's what the world tells us we are. It could be as simple as peer pressure. You know, you're looking around watching everybody else or you're looking on social media and only seeing certain parts of people's lives and thinking, oh my gracious, I'm not that, you know, and... Um, But yes, I think it's a constant battle, but it's also a new way to trust and to learn to lean on God, too. I think I spent the first 15 years here at Dawson thinking, it's amazing how perfect these people are. (laughs) I just, I don't, I mean, really, and I thought I was the only one. I really thought I was the only one, and I know in my mind, and everybody would say, well, you're not the only one. But I knew I was the only one. I was the only one who struggled. My children were the only ones who had tantrums. I was the only one who couldn't get things together. And Sundays are the worst <laughs> days. It was awful. I even noticed that the the uh, older folks, they didn't even have gray hair. <laughs> they all looked like a million bucks. And I thought, I've got gray hair. I just don't understand. They all look so perfect. And, I mean, this I've just got all this gray hair. But and it wasn't until much later I started asking, do you dye your hair? <laughs> and, but I didn't, I wasn't satisfied. I yeah. had to ask, like, probably every person I know that's older here, at some point I have asked them, do you dye your hair? That's fantastic. Because I really just, I didn't, I, I couldn't fathom that everybody was really dyeing their hair. So mm-hmm. it was just really funny. But I just I had this view, and I was not in that that view that I had of, of what looked like was all put together so mm-hmm. and you know everybody has their struggles but I do try to uh, I want to have things together but also at the same time I want to be transparent mm-hmm. and I want people to know that that I know that I'm not perfect mm-hmm. also and so that hopefully that one person may feel like I'm approachable enough to have a conversation with if they're mm-hmm. struggling with something mm-hmm. and that we can just pray right then and there in fact, if there's anybody listening to this right now, I would love to invite anyone to call me, to get in touch with me. I would love to pray with you. If you're looking for a friend at Dawson, I know what it's like not to have a friend for a long time, and I would love to be, make friends with you. I'm always looking for a new friend and someone to pray with, so I hope that you will reach out to me. And What do you think cha- changed for you? I think it was my mindset. I think it's just a negative mindset that I've had. Uh, I've uh, grown up with certain negative mindsets uh, along the way that I have solidified in my mind as truth. And everybody's got their different color of glasses that they're looking through. But there's only one truth to every perspective. And everyone's perspective may have a piece of the truth, but the only truth is God's truth. Mm -hmm. So the, the more that I decided to spend time with the Lord the more he would humble me and reveal to me my own pride, my own sin, my own arrogance to think that I was the only one and to believe that 
woe is me. I mean, nobody could have it as bad as I do, you know? <laughs> but there's an arrogance and a pride in that, sure. you know, because I'm, I'm really uh, owning every single lie that the enemy is t- telling me. I'm coming into agreement with the lie, so therefore I'm coming out of agreement with the truth and with the Lord. And so that was really where, when I started spending more time with the Lord, spending more time in the Word, things just started popping in my mind from the Lord. And I'd be like, oh, I'd have new revelations. And I would just be like mind-blowing all the time. I mean, it was just fireworks all the time at home. And it's just me and the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) But there's fireworks. So it's been really quite exciting and fascinating. And it's really driven uh, driven me to have more passion and um, being compelled to speak of the things that I'm learning as well. I've really kind of been in a on a similar journey. I feel like the past few years, um, you're not alone in that. And um, I was going to mention a book that's been really helpful for me in that journey. It has I'm pretty sure it's called The Freedom of Self Forgetfulness by Tim Keller. It really talks a lot about kind of what you were saying. And at the time we're recording this, Blake just preached two or three weeks ago, and he mentioned uh, the power of essentially the power of seeing something that is so beautiful that you can't help but look away from yourself and just stare at that thing. That's kind of like it is when we when we truly gaze upon the Lord and His beauty. So Sometimes if we focus on just telling ourselves, oh, get my eyes off myself, get my eyes off myself, and doing that, you're still looking at yourself. <laughs> but if you actually just turn your eyes upward and look at Him, and like you're saying, being in His Word and learning, you're just so fascinated by what you learn that it just kind of frees you. Obviously, we're, we think we're coming out of COVID, whatever that means. In the last, say, year or so, what does that look like in your life? Not- For us, our youngest went to school in California. So when COVID hit, California really shut yes. down much more than Alabama did. So she came home, of course, immediately. But then when Alabama colleges started back, California colleges did not. I mean, they were still online. So... So really, of her, well, because she graduated early, so of her three and a half years, a year and a half, she was at home in college, which was a totally different, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a totally different mindset for all of us. I mean, it was not what she thought her college was going to look like, nor what we thought her college was going to look like. But, you know, God really took care of that. I mean, he provided people um, both places that that loved her and cared for her and and for us it you know it was good we enjoyed being around her <laughs> so tell us a favorite verse and somehow it's impacted you you mentioned Leviticus I tell people Deuteronomy is my favorite book of the Bible and you really don't hear a lot of people say that mm-hmm. so if you have a verse from Leviticus that is fine <laughs> we, will, we will go there with you well, today well thank you actually you know it's, uh, it changes all the time because as Absolutely. I'm reading through the, the word there are different verses that the Lord is, is impressing upon me so currently what's on my brain is Exodus fourteen fourteen which is uh, the Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. And I thought, that's in the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) The Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a whole new ball of wax for trusting and believing the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, this has just been an interesting season. You were mentioning COVID and 
Uh, it's really uh, been a neat time of uh, families getting back together. It has been a neat time of uh, people engaging in prayer once again and having intimacy with the Father. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but Dawson has its own children's prayer team, mm -hmm. which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And the children are going around to different Sunday school classes or life groups, and they are praying for the grandparent classes. That's mm -hmm. where they've started. And every week there are tears that are shed mm -hmm. because the Lord is speaking through these children. And sure. he is building up a, a new army of warriors. So, uh, so prayer's just been a, a really neat thing, too. But uh, I... I've learned, or I am learning to bite my tongue and to allow whatever storm I'm in to blow over and just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to let you fight this battle. And it's not that I, I'm not speaking up for, you know, whatever it is that we're discussing, but I'm learning that I'm not fighting flesh and blood. So if I'm in a disagreement with my husband, he is not the enemy. If I'm in a disagreement with my children, they are not the enemy. There are other powers at play that are trying to tear and rip us apart. And so I have to keep remembering, oh yeah, I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at the situation. I'm mad at, at, at what's, what the enemy is trying to do here. Mm -hmm. So my perspective has really changed on that because I can be a very selfish person and you know, it's all about me, me, me. And, then with this new perspective, I'm like, oh, wait a second, this, this isn't them and it's not me. You know, and if I really want to, uh, to magnify the Lord in my relationships, then I've got to be able to humble myself and just be quiet and let him do the work. So staying silent, staying calm. Wow. That's, that's, that's I, powerful. That's, that's hard to do. I started to say a challenge. Yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> very much a challenge. What about you, Lindy? What about scripture? Well, when I was in college, um, I worked at a camp in the summer in, at, in Ridgecrest. It was a girls' camp. And um, I was challenged not only to do a prayer journal, but to kind of choose a life verse, you know, one that you could always kind of come back to when life was kind of crazy. And, and it has served me well. I mean, <laughs> it was a, a really neat challenge. And, um, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was what I chose then. And... I don't know, the Lord just brings it back to me at different times in my life. But it's usually, if things, you know, if I really just kind of lose focus or I am just under the weight of whatever, I just kind of go back to, you know, trust in the Lord, you know, and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him. He'll direct your paths. And, it, it, you know, each section of those verse, of that those verses have meant different, you know, I mean, because you can really break it up or you can take it all together. But um, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I just go back to it over and over. And so I guess I'm a slow learner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or, or God just says, it's kind of like, you know, nothing surprises him. But um, but I think I just, I just need that. So I, I will say one of the things that has kind of amazed me or an answer prayer, and I don't even know how to say it, but that has been neat to me with my adult girl children who grew up in Dawson, you know, and um, had different people who mentored them or spent time with them or had an impact on them. But what has been so neat to me to see is even now, I mean, 
and two of my children go to other churches in the area because of where they live. They, this just isn't relatively close, but I mean, there are still women in Dawson who will meet them for lunch mm. and take them out to lunch and encourage them. I mean, or will call them or send them a text. And I don't know, that just uh, makes my heart happy. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it, it amazes me how God is working through women at Dawson. Mm. And, um, and I am just so thankful. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Can you think of something about God that surprises you? Do you have a mindset that maybe needs to be changed? We hope you were encouraged by the things you heard today and maybe even felt a sense of connection to the women on today's episode. Until next time, we pray over you the scripture from Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Everywhere you are today, may the peace of God rule in your hearts. The word of God dwell richly in every detail of your lives words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father. We'll see you next time.